So we were asked, we had some guys on here from the Big Break contest, mm-hmm. and it's like a Battle of the Bands uh, thing. So Dan went and judged it, and we went over there to hang out with them. And uh, I kind of remembered, like back in the day, I used to play a little music. Mark used to be in a band with Dan. So I think we're going to try and put together a one night and one night only cover band. And we are going to do covers of emo songs played country style and country songs played emo style. And we're going to call the band Mood Ranch. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Catchy. It's not too bad. If, if it made me laugh, then, <laughs> then I'm going to say I like it because that's catchy. Um, okay. So let's just get into it because you have a hard out at uh, at 430, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So uh, Joe Harris. Yes, sir. Good to have you here. No, it's great to be here, guys. Uh, do you want to give a little background on yourself before we get into the book? The book is, can you see that up there? This is School Security, the Risk Assessment Blueprint, Your Tool to a Safer School. What makes you uh, equipped to write a book about this? <laughs> so basically, free, your background. So it's A lot like, of free time. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what made me equipped. Oh, you were, you were non-essential, too? <laughs> I was uh, non-essential. I had a lot of downtime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, 20 years of law enforcement experience. So I'll, I'll start with that as a young, as a young guy. I started, um, you know, my law enforcement career with the uh, Scranton Police Department. And, um, let's see, uh, did pretty much everything that you could ask to do. I, you know, in the, in, uh, law enforcement career, uh, SWAT team, uh, sniper team, honor guard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, my last couple of years with the now I, since probably when, when I got onto the onto the uh, SWAT team, we also called it SOG Special Operation Group. We were introduced to a speaker named Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, and I want to say that was back in like two thousand three, two thousand four. Absolutely phenomenal speaker, amazing. Told me stuff that I never even thought was real, like exactly what's going on like what like flat earth Uh, no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) we started off yeah well we started off like that and half the room left no Uh, (laughs) he he, uh talked about uh, school security Uh, one one of his popular books is called on killing and he was talking about the trends of school violence school shootings and what's going to continue so ever ever since that point i started really studying and keeping an eye on and watching school security and shootings and and you know what goes on and and you know uh but it wasn't until my last maybe three four years with the police department i started taking uh schools through the department of homeland security up and down the east coast from florida up to uh, uh new hampshire uh, and, and everywhere in between and um i i became uh, certified uh, they call it a uh, a master certification of risk assessment and it talks about you know it's all critical infrastructure site security etc and it, it's co-sponsored with fema and the department of homeland security and uh texas a&m the school yeah yeah it's a, it's a three-part uh well that's it's a conglomerate of uh those three entities that were able to put on uh this type of uh training to yeah. train law enforcement or uh, law enforcement or ema emergency ma- uh, management personnel etc so wow yeah it was pretty good was all right fun. that's good to know thanks yeah. we're all we're done okay <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because you and i have known each other for a long time yeah I mean, if i had to mm-hmm. guess i'd say probably five six maybe seven years oh uh, yeah somewhere least, in there at least yeah. and uh i didn't know all of that about you like i knew uh i knew you did training obviously you know being previous owner of roll call that's 
kind yeah. of how we met was mm-hmm. I, a buddy of mine told me about this uh, really nice gun store. And I'm like, oh, I'll go down the there and check it out. Mutual friend. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then um, we just became closer through all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time that me and Uncle Chris went to a training at Roll Call? <laughs> I, no. Okay. <laughs> it, it was one of the best days of my life. So you know my brother. What if I said, yeah, would you not tell the story? I'll tell it anyways. <laughs> You know my brother-in-law. You know he's kind of uh, awesome guy, but yeah, kind of quirky. Yeah, um, and he's very—he's Mister like by the book. I'll be honest; I forgot that you even took that training yep. until this Do very moment. Yes, now I'm, I'm thinking. All right, back. so what happened? The okay. moment I knew that I loved him to death as a human being. So my brother-in-law—he's a great guy, but he's very like by the book, methodical, like well thought out. He—I don't think he owns a TV. Like I don't, he, I think he only has the internet for like researching ballistics. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, he'd be Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go tra- take this course, and it was awesome. Um, it was all about home defense and what the laws were. And then you went through like probably an hour of learning the law and not what to do, but learning what the law says. And you had to interpret it for your own self. And then we go through a practical at roll call. They have an indoor house setup, basically yep. indoor training house with a catwalk over the top, so you can see what's going on in all the rooms. My brother-in-law goes first. And basically, you're put into a scenario that's like a real-world scenario. Yeah. And something happens, whether somebody breaks in or whatever the case may be. He goes, I'm sitting in the room waiting, waiting. I don't hear anything. I'm waiting. And then, boom, Joe pokes his head. He's like, Mike, are you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. So walk to the door. And I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but like, how did he do? And he just looks back at me and goes, <laughs> the funeral's in a week. Yeah, I asked Chris. I asked Chris what happened later. He goes, "I froze." He just walked up to me and took the gun out of my hand. I was like, "You did what?" So, give me an example of what that training would be that you guys offered there. Like, what did they go through? What was the purpose of that? Well, um, yeah. So, uh, after my my police career, I, I joined the family business full time, and it was roll call. So, what what we did is uh, we uh, opened up a training center. It, it, so it's a it's a uh, police supply firearm store indoor shooting range. But uh, for all my uh, training that I had with SWAT, it, it, there was nowhere to actually for our local law enforcement to go and uh, and train. So we developed this this sh- shoot house, uh, non lot. It's uh, you know it'll be blanks or something like that. Yeah, it's not lethal. It's, it's yeah. that's right. And uh, for that particular class that Mike is uh, speaking of, that there was uh civilian home defense mm-hmm. it was called and th- well so something i always say you, you don't rise to the occasion you know even though heroes are made every day you don't rise to the occasion you drop to your lowest level of training so we always say in in, in the law enforcement world you uh, the body will not go where the mind has not been. So what we do is we actually put you there where it, it really gets real quick where yeah. we had people um you know discover a lot about themselves during that scenario yeah. because your 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 mind is playing tricks on you and it all of a sudden it actually becomes real mm-hmm. so uh definitely makes you better equipped to respond to a home invasion which that's what this course was mainly designed to uh to take care of um make sure you don't shoot your you know your teenage kid that snuck out of the house that's sneaking in early you know it, oh, you know four Jesus in the morning Christ, you even, know I, there's all types of scenarios so so you don't just okay i'm i'm armed so i'm just going to shoot anybody that walks through the front door well, no nope. bad idea okay because you don't know what that who that person is you know uh so it's very important for us that responsible gun ownership is key but uh, the training w- was just a lot of fun. So it would just be a different scenario. So n- now let's say the next scenario, um, I'd be the bad guy and I'd literally break into the back door. 
you might hear a noise. The scenario's on. Just do what you do. You're not guided. You're not told what to do at this point. We do a debrief afterwards, and then we reacted. Uh, we reacted again and you know show you the good points the bad points something that you could have done differently but when the scenario goes live it's live so you just respond like you would respond there's no guidance at that point so you might come down the hall and you're seeing some guy with a mask on i might be wearing a mask and i might just turn around and walk out the front door now what do you do and a lot of people it just makes you think well how about the threat's gone the family's safe Let's call 911 right now. Yeah. Okay. I had people chase me out the door. <laughs> right. I had people say, uh, I, I don't know what to do. Well, where's your kids? So we, we would set the scenario beforehand. Okay. You, you have two kids. All right. Here's your kid's bedroom. They're home sleeping. Your your wife's out um, having a few drinks with the girls. This is the scenario. So so to me, the faulty thing about when you when you give scenarios is they're prepared for it. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. So I get yeah, No, no. I, what I'm saying is, is like when you say, here's the scenario that we're going to go into. No. Right? So what he's saying is, so mm -hmm. the scenario, when I did it, the scenario was, uh, he, he asked me, he's like, does your wife ever go out with her girlfriends? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes she'll go out with her girlfriends, like not as often as you and I go out because, you know, love is love. And, uh, but she'll go out with her girlfriends, have a few drinks, come home, you know, and maybe I'm already <laughs> What? It was funny. Love is love. <laughs> I've been crushing it lately. I'm, I'm yeah, in a good place. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> so he's like, so here's the scenario. Both of your kids are in bed. It's 1230, midnight, whatever. And at that time, the kids were younger, so they were going to bed around, you know, like 10, whatever. Uh, he goes, you're in bed, but you're not really asleep. Go. And that was the scenario. So, okay. So my, my art, my, what I was, the mm -hmm. point I was trying to get to, did you, any of you guys see Sully? Yeah. Okay. Remember at the end of the movie where they're like, you know, we had 17 pilots who all did this yeah. and they were and they and they couldn't do it and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And he's and then it, I, I don't know what like the, the 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 thing was that was like the aha moment of that movie. I totally forget. Well, so but what it basically saying, was is like you have to prepare for the situation you aren't prepared for. And if yes. they and if and if you know what you're going into, you're at an advantage in that moment. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So if you're like, hey, the kids are coming home. Or the kids are in bed, the wife's out, you know, having a having a mimosa. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's at nighttime or the daytime, whatever. But you're prepared for that when you come in. Mm -hmm. Ninety nine of a hundred times, and somebody goes, when when this happens to someone, that's the scenario they're not prepared for. Mm -hmm. So I mean, do you see what, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Where it's what, like, yeah, you, but yeah, it's nice to be like, oh, that's turn three, that's turn four. But the right. problem is, is is when you're in the real world, you don't know where the turns are going to be. So, like, where does that make sense? How I explain that? No, or am, no, I, am I an idiot? No, 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 no. You're no, not. you're on the right page. No, no. But like, mm -hmm. where, where this, what? I'll be honest. Like, I left that class, and as somebody who knows firearms pretty well, has mm -hmm. trained quite a bit, I left that class four, maybe five years ago, and I ramped up every bit of training that I do because I realized how woefully underprepared I was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that, so maybe that's my question. Is is that okay? So yeah. when people, when you were doing those trainings mm -hmm. with, with law enforcement, I, I think you did law enforcement, military too. Did you ever have military in there or was it mostly like yeah, local well, police, well, military state? law enforcement? They'll use it a lot of times. They'll right. just use it and they'll have their own, uh, let's say training sergeant come with them and, and conduct the trainings for, for our uh, company. Okay. We specifically hosted the uh, civilian law enforcement. So as an instructor, how often were you like, oh, they're willfully or they're not willfully, but they're like a lot of these guys are unprepared or are they where they should be with their training and their reaction and how they respond to that? 
Um, like most, what, like what, most, what? most are, are underprepared, <clears throat> not trained just because they just never had a chance to. So, so it's the same thing what, what you're talking about. So when we go and we do training with law enforcement, we know we're there to take on a bad guy. We know we're going to get shot at. Okay. But it's just, um, our, 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 our movements. Correct. Right. Did okay. we did we uh, did we miss a blind spot when we went into a room and we didn't check behind the the, the dresser? Um, there's so there's a lot of things that factor in. Not just it's not just like a game of like paintball. We're all just going to go and shoot each other up. It's it's all scenario based, and you have to think through the process. So it, we even went as far as just to say, okay, I'm calling nine one one and. Um, I would be a, you know, the pretend dispatcher nine one one. What's your emergency? Uh, I have somebody in my house. Okay, what's your address? And they would actually forget their address. Holy shit! Really? Oh, this is, and they absolutely know it's training. So the more and more and more you mm-hmm. do that, uh, like law enforcement would normally do, and especially uh, um, uh, special weapons and tactics uh, officer SWAT guys, they do a lot of training. So for them. It's just another day at the office. So to think on your toes is a lot easier with the more more training you do. So for civilians that never get a chance to, do, to run this type of scenario training, um, it, it, it's a it's overwhelming for them. And even though they realize that it is a it's a training and no one's really going to get hurt. Well, because a lot of people sit around and they like they talk shit. They're like, I would do this and I would mm-hmm. do that. And I know exactly what to do. <laughs> and then like when when you're like put in the moment, it's like all those most of the time, in my experience, most of those people are very confident about their their capabilities. No offense to Uncle Chris, but he's like, he just took my gun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like you you can sit around a campfire and you can say all the things that you, you know, and then, but then when you actually are, when, when you, when you meet that situation Mm -hmm. in real life, you really don't know how you're going to react. You don't. Um, you, yeah. you, you don't I, I, even um, with scenarios uh, being and, and most law enforcement could, you know, vouch for this. They did not live every different type of scenario possible. So every scenario is going to be a little bit different and you learn a lot about yourself and you get practice and you get better and better and better. But that's a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, that's on the job training where mm-hmm. how am I really going to react if this guy is standing in front of me with a knife? And I can't retreat at this point because there's innocence behind me. How am I really going to react? And we learned that um, some officers react surprising, surprisingly, where they, you know, they've turned around and ran. Uh, you know, they're human. Yeah. Uh, there's other officers that, you know, that you would think is a, uh, you know, a pushover and handled it like an absolute champ and, you know, disarmed the guy. So I, I guess the, the, at the end of the day, we're all human. The more time you spend in scenario based training, the better prepared and equipped you're going to be to actually handle a situation. Like I said, right at the beginning, the body will not go where the mind has not been. Yeah, it's a Whether good quote, man. It's That's a great practice quote. or it's real life, either or. Because really, your subconscious does not really know if this is real or not. So you're just getting yourself in the mindset. It's a, it's a huge thing. Mindset is is, and, and this is another thing. Just talking about law enforcement a little bit. Uh, we talk about training and training and training. But I I really think that there's a lack of training in the um, mindset area. Oh, let's okay? talk about that. Well, I, I'm not an expert on it by no means. Yeah, but, but you have anecdotal, you have anecdotal evidence, you yeah, have experiential yeah. evidence. Uh, well, absolutely, yeah. 
yeah, of course that I do. But I, I'm I'm not I'm not a therapist. I'm not a you know psychiatrist I'm, or you nothing. Know what? I, I'm okay. really I'm really you know what I'm really pissed off about lately is we uh, have to like preface all of our opinions with. You know, I'm not a doctor, but, <laughs> you know, chicken soup kind of helps. It is, you know, like, I you don't trust me, man. I think you're the guy that if I'm going to have this conversation with, I'm not going to be like, well, what's your credentials on that? Like, what yeah. study have you looked now, at? Now, the like, book, I have credentials on that. So. Yeah, well, we, I want yeah, to get to that. But when you so when you talk about like mindset, right? Yeah. What do you mean when you say that? Uh, being mentally prepared for what's what could happen. Okay. A lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, accidental negligent shootings, uh, negligent discharges comes from a lot of it comes from fear mm, just right. because you're, you're, you're absolutely afraid. Um, I, and I know, you know, this, this whole era is passing a little bit where all the cops are the bad guys and all that BS. Oh, they're not okay. all bastards. Uh, no. That, oh, that's not true. Oh, no, okay. no, no, not no. all. <laughs> Des, okay. Despite popular belief, I guess with the media now. Uh, no, I tried to get the hashtag trust most women going, but they didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Cause some of them lie. I was trying to do that, but well, we just got flagged. There it was. <laughs> we found the one. I'm sorry. We found it. I'm sorry. Some of you lie. No, honestly, for me, like the comparison that I like as, I'm listening to you talk it to me it sounds no different than sports yeah it, it's it's no different than going to practice and you know let's say football for example okay um you know the offense is working on whatever the defense knows what's coming at them but they still have to react that's right like you know you you practice the same play over and over and over you know you look mm -hmm. at receivers I saw a video once of JJ Watt uh tight end I think for uh the Texans um literally catch catch from a machine just catch a thousand times mm -hmm. just over and over the same exact thing just over his left shoulder yeah and yeah that's what he did that well, i mean that's the whole how to get to carnegie hall practice yeah it's just it's repetition 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 because the more that you practice each type of thing that you are doing so that's that's physical repetition right. repetition but that then, muscle memory that ends up becoming yeah but, muscle. but then it frees up your mind to think about other things that that's right uh, so, so that's, that's, that's physical repetition. Yeah. That would be equivalent to an officer on the shooting range, just drawing the weapon, drawing the weapon, drawing the weapon, drawing the yep. weapon. So when, um, you know, the bad guy pulls his weapon, the cop has his gun out within, you know, mm -hmm. a split second. But if so, you're working on all of those things, you know, you, I don't, I mean, you can train the mentality, but if you really train the physical, then I don't have to think about, okay, you know, say as a civilian, mm -hmm. you know, pull up your shirt here make sure you don't put your finger on the trigger is there a safety you know keep it here you're coming up you're out you don't have to think through all the steps instead you're just thinking of i'm keeping an eye on his hands that's all right. i'm worried about right you know in the in the the home invasion scenario stuff that we did mm -hmm. um it wasn't really a class on tactics of how to clear a home it wasn't i mean there was a little bit of that in there but it wasn't you know you turn to this wall you look at this degree of an angle you check here it was um you know in the first scenario that i did there's a guy in the front living room. You know, my kids are behind me in their rooms. He starts walking towards me, acting kind of irate. I think had a pipe in his hand. And as he got closer, I realized he's drunk. Mm -hmm. And if he swings at me with a pipe, I'm justified to shoot him. I know that. So it was more so like the mentality of mm -hmm. what are the laws? What are you allowed to do not to do? And how should you respond based on the fact that, um, you know, let's I think you were in one of the scenarios. Mm -hmm. You and I are about the same size, mm -hmm. which means I wouldn't really be legally justified to shoot you if there wasn't. You know, if it was somebody significantly smaller or a woman, I can't shoot her because in front of a judge, it would be unless she had a weapon. But like 
it's like a I, I think we assumed that she had a weapon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But like, and so it was kind of hey, like it was like that, <laughs> it was that mentality of like, what can you? In do your scenario, you it was an ex girlfriend showing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she she wanted her uh, DVDs back there. Yes. Yeah. they still yeah. exist. I want my Jane Fonda's back. <laughs> yes. That's so it was like it was training on that mentality. And honestly, I think the way that you do that is just to train. Like, I mean, you what? just train over and over. What? So okay, I think. I'm still trying to narrow this point down, right? I think I think the physical thing is very important. I think the yeah. mental thing, that's a harder one to teach. That's a harder one to to really prepare people for. The scenario where it is life and death or it is you know a serious threat and and you know a home, like a home invasion for instance, you you could rehearse that as many times as you want, but unless your family is in absolute legit jeopardy, it changes the way you're going to think. Oh, yeah. I'll, I, I, I could give you a, a quick scenario. I mean, for a long time, I usually, you know, I didn't bring up this, but, you know, you guys were so grateful to, ha- grateful to have me on your show. Are you going to uh, come out and say you love me? No, oh, no, right. no, 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 no. That, that's uh, that's a different year. That's a different. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that was so four years ago. I'm older. <laughs> that is uh, that was a phase. Yeah, it's a college <laughs> thing. It was a college thing. It was thing. a phase. Yeah. You know, everybody was, you know, I was just trying to yeah. fit in. Um, so I, I, I used to be uh, what they call a, a marksman on our on our team also known as a sniper but right you know that has negative you know connotations in court to say yeah you're a sniper you're you're a marksman okay so the the first time the very first time i and and deer hunters you can relate to this uh, the very first time i actually had a human being in my scope was truly i i learned a lot about myself and i've i've already been i've already been an officer for six seven years and i i really thought i was that guy and i said yeah no matter what i could I, I could uh, take on the world. I would do this in a situation. Yeah, yeah. You shoot the gun out of his hand, all that BS, right? But it wasn't until that very moment that I realized that I finally realized that I could do it if I had to. Um, oh, because that was always a question. Like could- uh, It wasn't a question until it became re- a reality. Right. Then it became a question because my heart went 100 miles an hour. Uh, I started uh, getting some tunnel vision. Uh, the bad guy actually had a, a gun, and and he had already shot at police. And it was a it was a hostage type situation. And finally, I had to remember about my training. I had to remember to think, breathe uh, in through my nose, out through my mouth, and calm myself down. Take a few breaths, and everything just kind of cleared up for me. And I got steady, and I was able to put the crosshairs where they needed. Now, luckily, thank the lord i did not have to uh uh, pull that trigger but it wasn't until that point when i realized that i i could do it uh if i had to but you really don't know until you're really put into that situation so back to lieutenant colonel grossman uh he talks about the difference between a clear shot and a cloudy shot so in a sniper type situation that's considered a clear shot where you basically watch the person take their last breath and then you know you you decide now you're gonna because you're you're safe Okay, but somebody around you or around him or her is not safe. So you take you make that final decision. A cloudy shot where I just draw a gun on you. You just react Mm. just like catching the football. You just react. Mm -hmm. You pull that gun. You you, you press that trigger. So that's that's cloudy shot. It just happens so fast. Many officers, you'd ask them after a shooting, how many rounds did you fire? And they'd say, I don't know, two. And then you find out they shot 12. Right. And they just don't. it's, It's sensory overload back to the mindset 
Um, and there's, it's very hard to get a lot of good practice with that, but so many, I, I believe that that's where our law enforcement community, uh, and our, and our political leaders are lacking in, in funding our law enforcement with, uh, their, uh, mental training. And, uh, th that particular case was on the job training. Now, if I needed to actually pull that trigger and I wasn't able to, well, that's a big problem. It's too late now. I yeah. mean, I, I just I just dropped the ball. I mean, I'm only human, but uh, that's on the job type training. Well, as so. you were telling me that, I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, we look at all these people who defend us as like, you know, oh, they got it, and then you realize, man, they're just humans like you oh, and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think a lot of people. I think it seems. I think it gets lost on people that mm -hmm. law enforcement, you know, do have fears, hopes, dreams, wants, desires, joys, mm -hmm. and, and we're just like, oh no, they're just. The consensus is you're all dicks. <laughs> Which I don't agree Two with. Two things at all. can be true at the same time. <laughs> I find do you, I do you find that frustrating? No, because you, you know a lot of these. I mean, you're no. in it. You know, no, I, 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 I don't. Uh, or you just for, you just zone it. You just for, tune it out. For, for me, I, I look at. I, I know. I know. I do my job right. I, I know, or I did my job right. I, I know my partners do their job right. And if I was ever sitting next to somebody that was gonna frame somebody, or they're, uh, you know, they're doing drugs in their cars, I, that, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't happen, or at least around me, because it would yeah. be, it would be shut off really quick. Uh, so, so this whole notion that this, you know, we have this big secret society and law enforcement and, you know, we all right. stick together and, you know, we're, we're going to frame guys. And I mean, that's really cool for the movies. And I like those movies too, but it's just not reality. So let's move it. We're going to, I want to talk about the book and then we're going to go into the, the, the other portion that I told you about where it's like, we, 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 we go off on the subscriptions. Yeah. Um, yeah all right. Me, so the book really wild, right? <laughs> we, we basically just talk about our feelings. So, uh, so the book is school security, the risk assessment blueprint, your tool to a safer school. What, I mean, after everything that you've done, why write a book? Well, I Isn't that tell, exhausting. It, it is. I tell my friends, I officially, I'm sorry. I uh, tell my friends, I officially wrote more books than I read. So, <laughs> so I have no idea why I did this. Um, no, I do. That's a lie. Uh, but well, you saw something. You saw well, something that wasn't working. I did. So I'm not a writer by nature. Okay. This is yeah. the first book I read. I never even thought of trying to write a book. However, I think what really prepared me to write this book is the fact that I used to write hundreds and hundreds of reports and you just really got good at writing and articulating your story and that that's you know that's what a book was that, yeah nothing more um how long did it take you off and on about two and a half years three years something that's like that. not bad yeah yeah it, it was off and on and then a lot of times i would put it down and then and then i'd pick it up so i i think if i wrote a book again i i'd like to write a uh you know um fiction or something you know it's yeah something, something more exciting something. where it's like oh yeah it's not a report well, well, well this this every everything has to be you know you have to be able to back everything that you write when you write a book like this you have to be able to back everything yeah you know you put on paper you have to be able to back it up yeah and um you know there's always going to be a critic and say oh well you don't do it this way you don't do it that way i think what you'll learn by the book or from the book is that there is no wrong way okay mm. Uh, there's, it really comes down to, uh, learning what the heck this is, you know, school security is even about. It, it's just develops. Please let me know if I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm -mm. Well, here, let me, let me, okay. Let me just, let's lead it. Let's take us on a journey. <laughs> what, what did you see? 
Well, like what? In other words, like, look, anybody who does anything in their life that's out of the norm, something sparked that fire. Yeah, okay. like, is there a singular? So event what? That what you're sparked like, the fire to. in you where you're like, something's got to be done about this, or an education needs to be. I, well, I knew I knew I had an answer that a lot of people did not have, and I'm not the only one that has this answer. Yeah, most of your. Uh, law enforcement, not just law enforcement, but law enforcement professionals that specifically study site security, critical infrastructure, risk assessment, those guys, they have the answer, but nobody else does. So you can't go to a school and say, well, hey, I want to learn all about uh, school security and risk assessments and all that stuff. And there, there was, and I realized there was no book on it. So when I started, when I got into this. Wait, after since Columbine, there's no book on this. No, no book that I that I found that would help me and totally. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's my point. Like, if, if there was a book out there, I think it would be blasted from the rooftops. It's well, like, this is what you got to yeah, do. And I would, haven't I haven't heard that in twenty no, years. Never, have you? I mean, there's a lot of books about safety. You know, <clears throat> occupational, corporate structure. There's a lot of books that, but never one that I know of that put it all together specifically for schools. Yeah, right. And that's like, I mean, it's it's crazy because i mean you literally wrote the book on this you know or at least one at least one of the well-known <laughs> yeah. ones yeah <laughs> yeah and like but it, it, and it's it's crazy to me too kind of like you bringing up columbine like it's been what 25 years columbine now? was 99 99 yeah. yeah you know so it's like it's been that long mm-hmm. and it's still happening how have it we is. not figured this out yet <laughs> is that your fire was yeah. that the fire that sparked you up well after after um, le- leaving Scranton yeah. uh, to join the family business, roll call full time, uh, we ended up selling after about three years after our move. Uh, we, we had roll call for, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years. But then after our big move, we had it for about three more years. And it was a good sale. I mean, it's doing awesome today. Everything, you know, everything was really good. And my father was able to, you know, finally retire and take it easy. And uh, but after I saw that, I, I kind of looked around. And I said, what now? And law enforcement, it, it's it just it's in your blood. And it's a very, very hard thing to let go. And when you're seeing the school violence and the shootings, I felt like, son, I'm going to like, I have the answer. What do I do with it now? You know, the city, the, 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 the uh, city of the Scranton residents paid a lot of money for me to get all this training. Mm-hmm. I left them after, you know, three, four years of specific training. What am I going to do now? If if you have the answer to something that could actually, and it's funny because I, I I told my wife spent a lot of time with this, and I said I'm not I don't care about the money if it saves one life. I mean, obviously right. I can't care about the money. I think I make like a dollar fifty on Amazon when yeah, they, they get you. Yeah, yeah. There's there, there's like there's really <laughs> yeah. no money unless you're writing a Harry Potter book. Yeah, but. <laughs> Now, if you want to know what I know, and if you want to do your own site security and your own risk assessment or whatever, you could read that. Now we could all sit down at the table. Now we all have the same base foundation. Now it's like the how-to, and we'll get into the intricate details about your particular school. But now you, we all have the same base knowledge going into that school. I've, I've spoken with a lot of school administrators and uh, I, I mean, I even use some examples in there, which are kind of funny, but it's really true, like how little they know. And it's it's not just them. It's it's everybody. There's, there's just no information. First, if, for example, first thing I always hear is, hey, I heard you do, uh, you know, school security and, you know, you're into that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, could you do an active shooter drill? 
Active shooter drills are very, very important. You're familiar with yep. them, right? Everybody yep. heard of them. They're extremely important. They're a good thing. So they're, they are a good thing. But that's just one of the five steps of any good emergency operation plan. So it's prevention, protection, mitigation, response, and recovery. Everybody wants to learn about the response. Mm. What do I do when, okay, let's, let's skip all this stuff. Tell me what to do when the guy shows up. That's what I want to know. Eh, that is so, boy, I mean. It's that, almost like eat what you want. I'll take a pill later. Yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, but what about the prevention? What about the preve- uh, protection? What about mitigation? I know you want to do the response. How do we response? And then the recovery. But what's, you know, when, when we're talking about response, what's the correct, uh, you know, re- response? Um, there's always, uh, there's a lot of different um, companies out there that like, you know, they will host the run, hide, fight and all that stuff is all good. Mm-hmm. So you, you could pick whatever one you want as far as your response technique, but that's only one part of you, you don't even know where the bad guy gets in. You don't even know where your vulnerable points are. You don't even know uh, how's your policies and procedures. Does your teachers actually have training? Um, what kind of training? So when I would do a, a risk assessment at a school, I would wear nothing that identifies me at all as a police officer. I mean, I, I, I'll wear a, a polo shirt or something, but I'll, I'll walk on the outside of the school and change a cloth class. I'll, I'll, I'll knock on the door from the outside, see if a kid lets me in. Like, how often does that happen? You know, uh, well, some schools, they, yeah, I had kids let me in and I had other schools where the kids go, oh, their face drops and they take off. But then again, they never reported it. I never had an, you know, that would this, be the This seems so insane to me where it's like you're uh, like we realize that these these things happen, yeah. right? And it, and it and it's kind of baffling to me that as far as like administration or the elected officials, they're more worried about the active shooter thing instead of wondering about like, well, how do we get here? What are the things that we do to prevent this from happening and not just prevent it like when somebody's in the school mm-hmm. as opposed to like, how do we cut this off at the past before? Right. It seems like they're only focused on like, I don't know. what would, what would well, I, There's a terrible word to, it, to describe this where it's like the, the, the most emotional part. Feel of good. It. That's, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, this reminds me of the conversation we had with Sam Fettis. Um, you know, we were talking about firearms you know obviously if sam fettis is guy he's a we cia guy ex cia yeah he's awesome uh, i'll send it to you great guy cool. great yeah. guy and so i was doing like this ask a spy segment it was like all this like you know did lee harvey oswald act alone you know like all these things asking the cia guy and i asked him you know what's the best spy gun and he goes well it depends on your purpose blah 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 but he said as a cia agent if i have to use my firearm he goes i've messed up 12 times today already Perfect. And it's like, that's, you know, kind of like what that, you're saying. That makes it's sense. Like, it's like, you know, if we have to get to a situation of, are we going in in teams of two or are we doing this or how, you know, boom, boom, boom. Well, how did he get into the building first? That's the number one question mm-hmm. is how did this person get into the building? Yeah. Did we miss any signs? Yeah. And now what now take it a little step further, um, an elementary school versus a high school. Mm. elementary school the chances are your threat is going to be from the outside when a high school your threat is probably going to be from the inside so <laughs> so that's when what you're, do you mean like a student yeah at sure the high school level sure sure so if, if i was doing a um a risk assessment on uh a hair salon yeah what would be the biggest threat 
what would my obvious threat uh, and humidity uh, and it just makes the hair so frizzy <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say an ex-boyfriend but yeah humidity. Uh, that has happened that has actually happened well yeah. well it's the same thing with a high school you got to yeah. look at okay what what what's my most obvious most obvious threat okay yeah. it's not going to be al-qaeda coming over to the high school right. elementary school maybe but not the high school mm -hmm. um so the early warning signs are going to be really important really crucial and um, one other point before i forget i i hear this a lot too when they go well it's a school it's not a prison mm. and uh <sighs> so it's a school it's not a prison well in a, a, a one of my uh, uh friends on, on social media wrote this to me and it, it was absolutely genius and he's, he's spot on uh prison protects the outside the population from the people on the inside so we, we're not we're not making a prison out of a school neither we're making a fortress yeah we're protecting the What's people inside? on the inside from from the exterior mm -hmm. so it's just a different way of of uh looking at it yeah well it's it's it, and it's interesting to hear you say that because you know kind of looking at what's happened you know you go back to uvaldo texas and mm -hmm. an elementary school that threat came from the outside to bring it really locally and, and really oh, i wanted to talk about that later you want to talk about yeah, that on the back over, end yeah on the back end. okay yeah. um but you know it, looking at what happened around here it it was a threat from the inside essentially mm -hmm. and, and and that is what has caused for us locally this uptick in security and all of these things and uh and i think we're going to talk about that on the back end yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple more minutes here, and then we're gonna jump. Perfect. Yeah, yeah Roger that. I'm just letting everybody know what's happening. Cause like, <laughs> so what? Okay, so what do you? How <laughs> underprepared or how not prepared are most schools and or school districts for this threat? Uh, well, uh, up generally here, uh, up here in the Northeast, yeah. I mean, Jesus, prob probably every not single one of them. They're at risk. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there there is going to be risk. So um, when when I talk higher, about I'm, okay, higher risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, when you're not prepared, you're you're always going to be at even higher risk. Okay, uh, that's why we talk about mitigation. Mitigation is part of the five steps mm -hmm. in an emergency operation plan. So when I sit and I'm talking to a um, bunch of school board members. I'd say, listen, I'm, I'm not here saying, hey, you follow my guide and every not not a single kid will die. If anybody tells you that they're either lying to you or absolutely ignorant on the topic. Right. However, I don't want I don't want one kid. OK, mm -hmm. hurt, period. But one verse 20. So I'm not here to. And, and I said this to many school uh, directors. I, I'm not here to make you feel good. If somebody wants in the if somebody wants to and the bad guy comes, you know, there's going to be bloodshed and people are going to die. How do I prevent it? Uh, how do I mitigate? OK, one verse 20, five verse 25. That's the key. And that's that's speaking that's speaking truth. And uh, without any of the political correctness, I don't get into the politics whatsoever. Uh, my I don't have the luxury of politics and saying there hey, politics when it comes to this oh god yeah well absolutely uh you know if you say guns in school that's it they don't want to hear no more you're 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 right wing i haven't uh, heard a better you know, way yet uh <laughs> i'm just saying well well this, this is the thing as soon <laughs> as as soon as you mention you know guns in school or you know uh while well, he owned roll call he's, he's pro gun that has nothing to do with nothing so here's here's the only difference then from me versus anybody else that says um 
you know, that wants to bring in the political argument. The difference is when I would go home at night after doing a risk assessment and reporting back to the school district exactly what I see and what has to be done, what kept me up at night is what if I missed that one point, that one oh, part yeah. that kept me up at night. And then mm -hmm. I, you know, God forbid that school gets attacked and an attack was made on something or somehow some way that I did not see coming. Now I got to live with that. And to me, that's, that's personal. And, and what, what literally what I would do at a school, I would spend days and sometimes weeks trying and learning different ways to commit mass murder. And that's, that was my job. Okay. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, because if you're not doing it, somebody else is right. So right. I like, I want to look at the coin a different way. So the things that kept you up at night were the things where the was the one thing that you could have missed. Why don't the people who make decisions, the things they neglect, keep them up at night? Why don't why doesn't that like, in other words, so you write these assessment reports, right? So I'm sure I don't know how many steps there are. Here's all my findings. Here's like the 12 things I think you should do. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm sure then it's up to them to say, which ones are we going to implement? Mm -hmm. Why doesn't it keep them up at night when they don't implement all of them? In other words, like the one thing well, that one you might have missed is going to keep you up at night. But these people in charge, they're like, well, do we have to do all of them? It's, it's Am I correct in my, no, my assessment of that? It's great that you said that. One of, you know, during my initial meetings with a with a school district, school board, uh, before I'm going to do their assessment, I would let them know. It's kind of like, are you ready to learn? Because there is, a, and I always make sure that they would have their solicitor present. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to learn what is wrong with your school? And I would bring that point up from a legal standpoint. You, uh, you are going to get a full report of what is, you know, the vulnerable areas. And if you don't do anything to help combat this, I mean, you, you know, lawsuits are going to fly. So I, I don't, I don't pull no punches. Um, do you think that's maybe why some schools aren't doing yes, things like this? Yes. They don't want to know. It's easier not to know because you're going to have a guy like me. And, 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 and a lot of times people think, a guy like me is going to come in and say, yeah, just increase your budget by five, six, seven million dollars. We'll make this thing really secure. And they're going, OK, they don't have that kind of money. What I try to do is I, I all my planning is usually comes with very, very little cost. Let's face it. Uh, you know, our, our school district has always been really strapped for money. I did a lot of schools for the Scranton School District, mm -hmm. and I looked at ways to make it safe without you know, and understanding that we don't have an unlimited checkbook and just say, hey, where's the guard dogs? How about the sniper towers? Like, yeah. And also, we don't have to get rid of arts and crafts to save to protect our kids, too. <laughs> right. 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 Got to have those macaroni necklaces. <laughs> um, man, that's that's a tad disheartening. It's true. Well, it's kind of like what is it? The insurance companies, you know, they, they'll do a recall sometimes. We're talking about this in Fight Club. Yeah, it's a Fight Club. Thing. You know, they'll 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 do a recall. If the assessment is not recalling this and the lawsuits we're going to get from the deaths on on not doing this roll call will recall. outweigh the financial repercussions. So, you know, if it's cheaper to like just, you know, to pay out it, the lawsuits, pay out the lawsuits than it is to bring back all of these Jeep Grand Cherokees that have bad brakes, then we'll just pay the lawsuits. Well, yep. That was like the Pinto. That was like the big thing. It was the brakes or something mm -hmm. that when they got an accident in the back, it would ignite the gas tank and the car would <laughs> explode. What? And it was cheaper for them to just let it People go blow up. have the cars come back and fix like a five dollar part yeah and it's it's a really sad reality because you know we're talking about kids yeah you know and 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 
you know, I, I think even, you know, man, like it's 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 a harsh reality. But the reality is, is some people do let politics and games and finances play into kids safety. And, and w- along with that, I know we're getting close on time, but a- along with your point, uh, one of the other major issues why people or school districts or our elected officials don't want to address this or parents um i'll be honest it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good because i gotta actually sit there and say and 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 paint the picture of a mass shooting and people don't want to even think of that they could deal with fires you know fire alarms we could do all put all the fire apparatus everything but when it comes to a human killing another human we don't really want to touch that issue because it really makes us feel uncomfortable to talk about dead children and and it, but it's reality so i i see a lot of resistance just from that alone where you know it's not a topic of conversation but we'll make sure that the you know the the fire drills and all that's yeah. happening because it, it, it it's not as spooky and as dark and evil you know a fire uh, you know it could be a natural disaster type thing Is so this, we could deal with that are, are we not fucking talking about these things because it gives some people anxiety yeah yeah. That is mentally handicapped. Yeah. Just to think about things that yeah, way. I, I believe, but I, I also do believe on the, on the on the flip side of the coin. I believe there's a lot of people that really are looking for this information and saying, "What do we do? I want to make the school safer." Um, but that's going to be up to the uh, the elected officials. To but make we have 82 move. bathrooms, one for each gender. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Well, we just got flagged. We're going <laughs> to. There is 81. I looked up the pronouns. There it's is 81. 81. Sorry. I, really? um, by the end of today, it'll be 82. So uh, the book is School Security, The Risk Assessment Blueprint by Joe Harris, Joseph J. Harris. What's the J? James? John. John? Yes. Like the Baptist. Yes. Um, like the Baptist. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else. Lennon? I don't know. Um, where's? How can people get this? Uh, that's available uh, on Amazon right now. Yeah. And if you and if you pay it, Barnes pay for it. Too, I think. If yeah. you pay for it, uh, Joe gets a buck. <laughs> about so, so yeah, about yeah. a dollar t- uh, yeah. so we're gonna hop over to the subscription side uh where we can actually talk about feelings uh because i'm pissed about that um well. dan uh joe thanks so much for being here and then uh dan what a week Politics I, shouldn't play into this I, at all. I like to think maybe you, you know, and I, and I'm not saying that the guy that they hired is. I, I heard. Good I know. Things no, about I know him. you're not saying that. Yeah, yeah. I heard good things about him, yeah. but I'm not sure. But he didn't um, write the book. Well, <laughs> I hope for his sake and, and the students. I hope. I really. I hope he uh, does really well and succeeds. And and uh, I do too. Because but he's going to buy. He's going to go read your book. <laughs> so you should find out where his office is and just keep giving him books. He's going to photocopy no. it. Actually, no. We're just going to keep delivering Joe's books to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, get the camera on me. Look, if you subscribe, <laughs> your subscription money will go towards buying books that we can then put in the mail to send to whomever is in charge of security for the Scranton School uh-huh. District.